Broadcasting from the Guest and Gray Law Offices studios in downtown Forney, Texas. This is KFNY, True Texas Radio. Good morning. Welcome to uh, Dig Deep with Steve and Carol this morning. So glad you have joined in with us today. And looking forward to our time together. Man, I'll tell you something. I am truly enjoying this and uh, having a great time here with my, my buddy Will and uh, here at True Texas Radio, KFNY. If you have not downloaded the app, hopefully you are listening to on the app. Maybe you're watching or listening online. Make sure you download that, that app as well. Excited to have uh, Will's mom, Dad, with us this morning. Christy and Jim Plemons out of Kaufman. So welcome. We're glad you guys are listening this morning. All you guys that are listening as well, we're thankful that you're listening today. And if this is your first time, welcome. We're glad you're here. We have started this a few weeks back, and uh, we meet every week about 10, 10 o'clock every morning, every Sunday morning. And this, we're going through a series right now on the power of fellowship and community. And we're talking about relationships and the power of relationships. So talking about relationships, today is Super Bowl Sunday. And um, I don't know if you've got a favorite team in this mix. Uh, Honestly, I really don't. But I am going to tell you that I'm I'm pulling for the Falcons. That's who I'm pulling for. Will said he doesn't really care. Either way, but uh, I am excited to... uh, to just thinking about the fellowship that people have, parties all over the country, just relationships, what the Super Bowl always brings uh, to the table. You know, it's this this idea where you have a chance to come together with friends and family and eat. That's what we've been talking about for the last few weeks is is how that uh, just these opportunities that we have to come together and, and just use these moments for community and to uh, just spend time together and enjoy uh, laughing together and watching a football game and uh, just eating. That's what, man, that's what life's about. It's about this idea of us coming together uh, in fellowship and community to uh, enjoy our relationships that God has blessed us with and to do that around certain events. And there'll be all these, there's always events, birthdays, anniversaries, uh, whatever moments we come together, graduations will be coming up this spring. And isn't it, isn't it exciting or isn't it interesting how that we, you know, we've talked about this over and over again over the past few weeks is that God established a relationship with us so that we could then in turn share that relationship with other people but the, the the key has always been that we would understand that it all begins with that relationship with the Lord it all, always begins with that uh, relationship with God and that relationship then in turn we share that with our family those that we're closest with those that we that we love the most and even though tomorrow's gonna be a, a sad day for many of us I love football that, that tomorrow kind of marks the moment that the football season completely ends and we move into I guess basketball and uh, which I really don't watch until we get to the playoffs and 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 my team my college team's not doing very well so I'm not really watching that so it's just this kind of this pause I guess a little bit where we kind of re recollect as far as sports are concerned so it's kind of a sad day but you know what the, the crazy thing is man time just keeps rocking along I remember thinking back over Super Bowls in the past I remember being a kid and watching the Super Bowl. And like I shared with you a few weeks ago, I was a huge Steelers fan. And so all those epic battles between the Steelers and the Cowboys back in the day and getting to experience that, I'd get all my Steelers stuff together and put it out on the couch and, and I would hang out and my family would come together, we'd watch it. And then as a youth pastor all those years, every every year we'd have a big Super Bowl party. And so we'd come together as a youth group and we'd watch the, the screen, we'd put it up on a big screen and have food and, and we'd all pick a side and just have a great time. and. That's what's awesome is, is knowing that, look, life just going to keep moving. But as life moves, you know the things you look back on? Um, the things we look back on, the relationships that we've had and the opportunities we've had 
to build moments together. And so for a minute there, I want you to just stop wherever you are, just as you're driving maybe, as you're sitting in your home or watching uh, or listening on the computer or whatever it may be. Um, just stop and think about moments, you know, relationships, key opportunities in your life. Because, you know, the Bible says in James 4 that life is a, is a vapor. It appears for a short time and then it just it passes away. And James even says, be careful about saying, hey, I'm going to do this or that tomorrow in such and such city because, you know, we're not promised tomorrow. And I don't think at the end of, at the end of life and just the, the opportunities that I've had to talk with people and where they've had these moments where they've had, uh, you know, life-altering changes, those things that matter, it doesn't matter, money, all that stuff, stuff, things you have, you know, at the end of it, that, that, that's not what matters. What matters is the relationships that we have. So I'm thankful to have this relationship with you. I'm thankful to have this opportunity uh, to come together every Sunday morning with you guys. I want to thank you for joining in and being a part of this online community, this online congregation, uh, church, if you will. And, and uh, we want to get to know you better, too. I want to have that relationship with you. So um, you can take a few minutes this morning, possibly, and um, you can go on Facebook and, and find my page. It's Stephen Carroll, Stephen with a V, two R's, two L's. Uh, Will has that up on his uh, homepage uh, the, with the Dig Deep logo. Uh, Twitter account is at StephenCarroll77 if you do that. But if you would take a minute, if you've got your phone with you right now, if you just take a real quick second before we get started, if you would type in the, the number 22828, 22828. If you type that in and then in the, in the message section, just put the word, we dig it. W-E-D-I-G-I-T. We dig it. And send that and you can join our mailing list and we can keep up with you. You can get emails from us you can return emails i want to hear from you even on uh, just send an email to us uh, through our website uh, we dig it.org because i want to keep up with you i'd love to know what's going on i'd love to hear maybe about how a message has touched your life or things that it caused you to think about and uh, would love to have that community with you so if you would do that i would so appreciate it i would love to have uh, you and an intimate part of this uh, ministry with us and as i've said over and over again so thankful for will and True Texas Radio, KFNY, for the, the the relationship that we have with him and, and just for the chance to do this together. So, anyway, moving forward, you know, the whole idea of relationships and community is this is what we're talking about, is having uh, intimate conversations, developing those times together. And as you think back, I love, I remember being a kid together with family and friends at home. So those are the things that stick out to me. It's not the things that I had. It's not all the stuff... It's those moments when we spent time together. In fact, I remember when I was a kid, I grew up in South Arkansas, North Louisiana, a uh, little town called Spring Hill, Louisiana. And we lived, uh, my, my, all my family was down there, little had family down there in South Arkansas, and we would visit. And I loved growing up. I remember being a kid, my dad was pastoring. He was a pastor. Of, uh, he pastored small country churches, and, and we would travel down a lot of dirt roads in South Arkansas. And as we would do that, just b- developing relationships. It wasn't anything for us to as a family to be invited on a, on a, a, an evening over to someone's house. And I remember as a kid going to Miss Tom's house, she was a lady in our church and man, I loved going to her house. Uh, she had this little bitty wood, wood framed home, a little bitty porch. And uh, we would go there and I remember being a kid that, and of course, you know, when you're small, everything seems so big. Uh, as you drive back past that house now as an adult, it looks very small, but we would go to Miss Tom's house. And I remember all these moments about she would cook, uh, potatoes. She'd make potatoes, and I always said I loved them because they were lumpy potatoes. You know, those kind of potatoes that just had the skin in them and really good. And hanging out in those relationships. I remember being a kid and uh, just gathering around moments and, and relationships. I remember being a kid going to uh, when I was a, 
I'd play baseball. We would go to a place in Spring Hill, Louisiana called the Master Chef, and they had charburgers, and they would op- they'd make these over a, a open flame, and we would go there uh, after my baseball games, and we would eat and hang out, and, and I would get charburger and curly fries and all these different moments that I think about. There's a jukebox in the in the Master Chef, and I would always love going in and playing music hanging out like that you know moments with friends and as I grow up as I grew up meeting my wife for the first time and we're going to talk about that next week next week's pre- uh, before Valentine's Day so we're going to be talking about that relationship a little bit next week so you don't want to you want to join in for that but as I think back all these things getting married the birth of my children uh, all these moments looking back at pictures those are the things that matter most and you know what's crazy is time truly waits for no one nobody Time just keeps clicking along. It doesn't slow down at all, does it? As we stop and we pause and we think about it, it brings us back to center. And that center is that we, first of all and foremost, were made and made by God, for God, and so that we could share the love that He gives to us with other people. To have that, we have to first have that relationship with God. That's where we begin. It's through Jesus Christ to have that relationship with Him. And then he, in turn, as we've talked about, wants us to share that with our families. He wants us to share that in community with other people. Even now, as I, as I think about the relationships I have in, in our community and, and how God connects us and in our local school and the opportunities that I have to serve there and people on the booster club that I serve with and just all these different opportunities that we have to connect with people. Listen, that's what matters most. So often, unforgiveness and bitterness and resentment and all this stuff keeps us from relationships that God truly wants us to have and that matter that he wants us to use. We let moments slip by us in our families. Our children, moments that pass by and they grow up so fast and all of a sudden we turn around a couple times and they're graduating high school, right? It's crazy how fast time goes. You know, there's a verse. It's in Psalm chapter 90, verse 10 through 12. And the Bible says, 70 years are given to us. Now, this is David talking to us. He says, 70 years are given to us, and some even live to 80 or more. But even the best years are filled with pain and trouble. Soon they're going to disappear, disappear and fly away. And he says, God, teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. Now, catch that. Catch that. Verse 12 says, teach us. Psalm 90, verse 12, teach us to realize the brevity of life. Now watch, so that we may grow in wisdom. Now think about that. So how do we grow in wisdom? When we realize how brief this life is. What does that tell me? It tells me that what David was saying and what the Lord is speaking to us is saying, listen, you need to reanalyze things. You need to refocus things. You may be focused on the wrong things. And when you begin to realize how brief life is, then you start focusing in on what matters most. You know, I have a, a dear friend of mine named Greg Murtha, and uh, he is in uh, he lives in, in Nashville, Tennessee area, and uh, and he is battling has been battling cancer for quite a while now. And as I watch his post on Facebook, and I keep up with the things that he's writing, and he's putting together a book right now that I'm excited to see the conclusion of. But as he has battled this, the thing that I've loved and I've looked as I watch his post, and and you think about life. Wisdom comes from us when we realize how brief our life is. We are, we are losing sleep over things that, that really at the end of the day don't matter much. We're allowing relationships to be destroyed because 
we're not focused on what, what really matters most. That's what David's trying to tell us. Look, this life is short. Don't waste it on things that don't matter. Man, listen, this life is short. Make the phone call. Send the text message. Re-engage with the people that matter most. So many people, Solomon talks about in Ecclesiastes, are chasing things that just don't matter. In our life as believers and as individuals, I, I hope and pray that, that through this broadcast today that you'll begin to see that we all, we all face directions in life. Every direction has a choice, and every choice has an outcome. That's what we're going to talk about today. And as we face these different directions, even this morning, as you wake up, and myself included, and we'll talk about this more in just a second, but these directions are going to lead us to a choice. And David says, you need to realize if you want to grow in wisdom, then you need to realize how brief life is. Because that tells me that if I realize how brief life is, then I'm going to, I'm going to invest my life in what matters most. And you know what that is? God, knowing Him through Jesus Christ, my wife, my children. Man, those are the things that matter most. My family, the people that I love, the friends that I have, the community that I've been given. Is that not what matters most? Gosh, we lose sleep over things. We have panic attacks. We freak out over so much. When David's saying, listen, if you want to grow in wisdom, realize how brief life is understand and value the life that you've been given. You know, the wise man Solomon said in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11 through 13, God has made everything beautiful for its own time. Love that verse. God's made everything beautiful for its own time. Now check this out. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. So I have concluded there's nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can. And people should eat, drink, and enjoy the fruits of their labor, for these are gifts of God. Now we've read this verse before, but but I want you to check this out. That the psalmist said he's planted eternity in the human heart. You know what's interesting about us as human beings? And when God made Adam, we talked about that in the very first week. When God made Adam, he made Adam, he made Adam for eternity. He made Adam to, to live long and to continue living the only thing that stopped that was sin sin cut that short death then passed upon all men why because we've all sinned at that point then life no longer was unlimited but life became limited as far as us living and then now moving forward you see psalmist says he's planted eternity in our hearts but the problem is that we can't see the end we can't see the whole scope from the beginning. We can't see the big picture. We can't see the tapestry, right? As we look and we listen and, and we, we watch things happen around us, we get confused. Why? Because we don't know what's going to happen. But can I tell you something? God does. And what Solomon says, look, trust that. Trust that God knows what's going to happen. Trust that God is going to be faithful. And as he is faithful, he will begin to unveil a plan before you. And then as we look forward, which we'll talk about in just a second, as we look forward to heaven, then we realize, you know what? The one thing that we take with us from this life to heaven are the relationships that we have. First, that relationship with Jesus Christ. That relationship with God through Him. That's what gets us there. That's what causes that transition to happen where we move from unforgiven to forgiven. Where we move from lost and hopeless to gaining hope and, and purpose. 
that, that's what matters most. And then beyond that is the relationships that we forge. That's why it's so important that I share with you today that, look, the greatest love of all was given to us when God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever would simply believe, just believe, they would have life eternal. And then that gives us purpose in this life, and it sets us up to enjoy the big picture, which we'll see in eternity. Make sense? That's what I hope today that we'll see. Look, I'm a very sentimental guy. I am. I've said that to you. Moments matter to me. People matter to me. I love the moment. I remember being a kid, and I would get on a bus, and we would be going on a trip. And and I would remember, I would have the agenda for that trip, and I would look at the first day and think, man, we got, we got seven more days. I remember being on vacations with my family and just looking around and just trying to capture the moments and, and visualize them in my mind. And it was so funny because as you're trying to do that, life and all these things try to force you to think about the issues and the struggles and the finances and all the stuff that's going on around you, the job changes, the, the sickness, the disease, all these things that are limited to this life. But in the middle of all that, being sentimental, recognizing how special life is. What a gift it is. So I found a song. It's a song that I've listened to over and over again. It's by John Mayer. And I love John Mayer. And I love this song. And I want you to listen to it. It's called Stop This Train. And the whole purpose of the song, the whole thing is about this concept that we're talking about. How that moments matter, life matters. And as you listen to this song, I hope that you'll kind of reflect. What's most important? Maybe reconnect in your mind with moments that have mattered to you. And, and think through these things and realize how special every moment is. All right, let's listen to this together.
say that life has just begun Had a talk with my old man Said help me understand He said turn 68 You ain't negotiate Don't stop this train this song I, I, I love the song and you know that part right there at the end where he says that um, you know he goes to his his, uh, his dad and he says he says help me understand and then his dad says you turn 68 then we'll renegotiate it's exactly what David was saying is that that as you realize the brevity of life how brief life is then that's where wisdom begins to come in the, the older you get truly and you look back you realize man that really wasn't that important when I was 25 or that really wasn't that important at that moment in my life. Or you miss those moments. Those times when your son would come up with a ball glove and say, Dad, can we play catch? And there's so much going on in your mind. And, and, and to be able to see, here's a direction laid before you. And the choice I have is either just to take the glove and go out and play catch for a few minutes, throw some fly balls, throw some grounders, or just continue to be obsessed with what doesn't matter most. I understand that we have to deal with life. We gotta pay our bills, believe me, I know that. We've gotta deal with issues, but this song brings it all back to a place and it says, once in a while, when it's good, it'll feel like it should. And he goes on and says, you're safe and sound, you don't wanna miss anything until you cry when you're driving away in the dark. You know, me and my family have always had a thing that we have done together. Whenever you, you, we leave each other, we would always wave until we couldn't see each other again. We would wave, and, and my mom would always cry. Remember, she's yelling, and my sister as well. And so Donna and I, we do this, and our family's always done it. When the kids were little, we'd always wave. we roll down the windows and, and wave all the way down the street until we just couldn't see them in view anymore. And then you realize that moment's passed, and you, you go to the next. Life is just a treasure. It's just a gift. And it's something that is, is special that we have. And, and so much of community and fellowship, it's like, it's like Ecclesiastes says. It's like, look, you need to realize and recognize that 
Eternity is what's set in your heart. In other words, what that means is you were designed, we were designed to be together with God and one another always. Always. But but in this life, we can't be. If there's any, any point that I would like to make about heaven, so often we have focused on things about heaven. Getting there, which is important, and the confusion that people experience over that, which to me is a... It's just a decision. It's a choice to recognize, look, I can't do this on my own. I need help. What did God do? He made a way through Jesus to give us help. You just believe in him and then you choose him and then he gives you that life through that relationship with God. And he gives you his presence. So we have that. And so As we think about that connection, then the next part of that are the relationships that we have with one another. And we have those relationships. As a believer, I'm engaged with people to love people as God loved me and to show them that love. Individually to understand that, to relationally have that with my family, with my wife, my children, and to focus in. You've heard we've talked about this over and over again, but it's just like John Mayer says in the song, look, this this train, stop it. It's going to keep going. But then he goes on to come to the conclusion. He says, look, you know, you know what? Don't stop it. Don't for a minute change the place that you're in. In fact, soak up the moments. I don't think I'll ever understand exactly, you know. But I know that I've got to learn and that wisdom is realizing not thinking about what I could have done. But recognize what I did and making the decision today to do what needs to be done. That's the wisdom. Not remorse over failures and all those things to, okay, recognize it, but then move on. That's what the song says. You know, the verse in Psalm 90 talks about the brevity of life and how the 70 to 80 years is all we've got. And life is truly all about how we use the time. You know, like, like Solomon said, he planted eternity in your heart. He's planted it there. So it comes to the conclusion there's nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can. Soak up the moments. And as we do that, we recognize, look, it's all about these directions that are in front of us, the choices that we make, and the outcomes we experience. God is good. He is. He's good. He wants us to see that it's not money or things that matter most. And believe me, as I said, I understand. Money matters. I get it. I'm trying to build this online church and work in schools and try to do what I'm called to do, work toward what God has asked us to do. I get it. You got to have money. You got to, you got to drive. You've got to go places. But you know, what's funny. And I've said this before, but when I'm doing what God has called me to do, like what I'm doing now, you know that all that stuff disappears. All the things that, that seem to be so pressing an hour ago, whenever you're in a relationship, whenever you're doing what it is that you, God has called you to do, and you know that you're being faithful, that all that stuff disappears. It's like time almost suspends, doesn't it? I think it, it can remind us of what Peter said in 2 Peter 3, 8, 9. He says, look, don't forget this one thing. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is like a day. And, and the Lord is not slow with all his promises. Oh, he's being patient. He wants you to repent. He wants you to get it. He wants us to understand. You see, when it says a day is like a thousand years, I mean, picture that. We can't even put our, we can't even wrap our head around that. But but the essence of this is that, is that when you are in the presence of what matters most, 
when you're doing, I want you to catch this, when you're in the presence of what matters most, when you are doing what matters most, time can just disappear. Remember those moments when you were in a relationship? Think back even as, as a young person or maybe wherever you are, when you were in that moment, having that conversation, and you're just talking, and, and maybe it's that first relationship that you and this, maybe a, a young lady or a young man, and you connected, and you're having that conversation, and you look, and all of a sudden time, it's like, gosh, four hours passed. Time just goes fast in those moments. That's what it's talking about. That's what heaven's going to be like all the time. And time's not going to matter. Because a thousand years is like a day with the Lord. It's like it's going to be unlimited. So Stephen, what does that mean for me today? It means that we take this and like David taught us, we recognize, look, this life is brief. So wisdom is found in recognizing the brevity of the life. That's what John Mayer's song was talking about. When he asked his dad, help me understand this. He said, I'll tell you what, you come back and see him when you're 68. Then you'll get it. You see? That's what God is teaching us and showing us. When you're in the moment, you don't want it to end. When you are doing what you were meant to do, then time kind of stops. That's what's great about it. You know, as we face directions and choices, we've got to come to this idea that God is good. We're not robots on a planet. God has given us the ability to choose. Listen, I want you to catch this. Love forced is not love. Say that with me. Love forced, say that, love forced is not love. Say that. Love forced is not love. That's the whole point of it. That That's, that's what matters in our life is that God doesn't want us, he, he wants us to choose. He wants us to make the decision to love him most. He wants us to have that relationship above all other relationships with him. And he wants to show us that. As we said from the very beginning, the relationship with God is what matters most. Why? Because God is good. And he has the best intentions in mind for you. It's for your good and for his glory. That's what we've talked about over and over again. He is good. There's a song that that, that exemplifies this. It's a worship song that's incredibly popular that many people listen to and play. And, and it's pretty simple. But I, but I want to share it with you this morning. I want us to worship together with it. As we think about this idea, is that God wants us to choose to be obedient. Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice. To make the decision to walk in obedience to what God has asked us to do, to how God has asked us to respond, as we face directions, the choices we make, the outcomes can be based upon choosing God and His direction for our life. And that will change everything. They'll make everything right. So I want to listen to this. Let's worship together as we play this song. It's called Good, Good Father. And you probably know it. If you don't know it, it's real simple to pick up on. And wherever you are, in your car, in your living room, wherever you may be, on your computer, listen to the words of the song and sing it. Let's sing it together. Let's worship. How good he is. Tender 
here's the thing is that if we think about this, Lord, you are perfect in all your ways. You're a good, good father, right? That's who you are. And I'm loved by you. That's who I am. So many people live life today thinking, I'm not pleasing to God. I, what, what can I do to merit that? I, I've done so much, or I've made so many decisions, so many wrong choices. And that's the great thing about God. And I love what he says, that you're, you're pleased. And I'm never alone. You're, you're always with me. That's that initial relationship. Do you get it today? If you've been listening for several weeks, or maybe this is the first time today, we want you to understand that fellowship and community begins with God first. When we can come to the place where you can pause wherever you are right now, wherever you're listening, in your car, in your home, whatever you may be doing today, that you can realize and recognize that if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from everything we've done. You can be forgiven today. Even as believers, so often we get entangled by guilt and shame, and, and, and God sent me here today to tell you, you're forgiven. Just accept it, and guess what? And move beyond it. That's why it says that we're all searching for answers. We're all searching for something. And the psalm says, you know just what we need before we even say a word. You know, as we get into the, the heart of what I want to share with you today to kind of close out our, our time together, my wife uh, has had pneumonia and has been super sick uh, for right at three weeks almost. And she uh, started out with the flu and it turned into bronchitis and turned into pneumonia. And so she literally has just been uh, unable to, to do much at all. She's on antibiotics and she had to take another round of antibiotics to get rid of it. And so during that time, she just started watching a show called Nashville. Now, maybe you've watched it. I don't know. There's all kinds of things about it. I'm not getting into the details, but the show is being incredible. And what I see about the show is it's all about this idea of redemption, repentance, love, life, relationships, failure, struggles, all these things that we face. And we go through all this. And what I love about the show is that there's certain individuals and certain characters, and they find their way back through the, the, the obstacles of life that are thrown at it. And, and what they always come back to are are God, love, and family. Those are the things that come back to. Even one of the characters has gone through a time and and she found her way and she was had a moment in her life where she was physically saved by someone that came and saved her life by helping. And then and she finds her way to a church and finds her way to a relationship with God. Now, church is not the answer. God is. Going to church doesn't change anything, but it's an opportunity for us to hear truth. Just like this morning, we have the opportunity to hear this together. And so that's where we are. And in our life as a, as a family, one of the things that, that we have understood is that we have directions and choices and outcomes that we face. And as a family, six years ago, as I've shared with you, my wife and I had been in student ministry for around 20 years. And, and we came to this place and, and through a series of events in our life that we recognized, okay, we're going to have to shift gears. And as we shifted gears, we moved in what we were we believed was obedience to be faithful to what God had asked us to do. And today I just want to challenge you because I feel like there's people that are listening that, that God is, is moving you and shifting your focus. And he's saying, look, trust me. I know what you need. I'm going to take care of you. Trust me. It may not always turn out exactly the way that we think, and it may be difficult. That's what we've experienced. I mean, our children have, have grown up over the past six years, six and a half years rather, just walking by faith. And as we began this ministry called We Dig It, as we 
moved forward, we traveled and we have spoken and, and we've moved deeper into our community. And as we did that, life has taken twists and turns and it's gone all types of different directions. But as I've said over and over again, Ephesians 2.10 says, you are God's masterpiece. Right now, if someone sat beside you, look at them and say, you're a masterpiece. I mean, Will sat beside me and I promise you, he's a masterpiece, right? Created anew in Christ Jesus to do good things that he's planned for us. You see, life is all about a journey that we have together. And, and my wife and I have been on a journey, but isn't it funny that when we think about the journey that matters most, what defines our choices as we face these directions? What defines them? That's the first question. What is defining the choices that you're making as you face these forks in the road, as you're looking at which direction to go? Because here's the thing that you've got to understand today is that there is a driving force in your life that's defining the choices that you're making as you're looking at the different directions you could go. If faith in God is not at the core of that, then I don't know how people make it, to be honest. And, and maybe you're in a place when you're listening today and you're thinking, man, I don't, I don't have faith. I, I, I don't understand why God would allow certain things to happen. Maybe those are the questions you've got. Can I tell you, I don't have the answers for those questions. But I do believe that simply pausing and saying, Lord, I trust you. God, guide my thoughts. Guide my choices. Help me. That I believe that he will. I've seen him do it in my own life. And many of you listening today could attest to that. So your belief system, what you believe matters most, that is what is defining how you're making the choices. And then the outcomes that you face are a direct result of that defining belief in your life. Does that make sense today? Do, do you see that? And so Jesus, when he was on the earth, there's a passage I want to read with you and share with you. It's in John chapter 10, verse 10. Very simple, simple passage. It says, the thief's purpose. All right, now the thief being the enemy, the devil. The thief's purpose is to steal and to kill and to destroy. But my purpose is to give them, give you, a rich and satisfying life. He wants you to see the value of what matters most. And so he says, look, there is a thief and his purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. Create chaos in your life. But he said, look, I've come that you may have a, a rich and fulfilling life. Now, rich and fulfilling means that we are content, that we have found a love that changes us from the inside out. That being in a relationship with Christ. To have that relationship with God through Jesus. And then that will define every decision that we make. Every fork in the road. It's not based on works. It's not based on legalism. It's not based on how we please other people. It's based upon that rich and fulfilling, that abundant life that Jesus Christ said that's what he came for. And so today I want to challenge you that Whatever has happened, whatever water has been under the bridge in your life, understand those things have, have happened. You've made choices to this point in life, and those choices have had outcomes. They've had consequences. But now in today, like the song said earlier that John Mayer was talking about, look, it's this idea of recognize. Look, we can't stop the train. We can't stop what's going on. But what we can do, as David said, is realize, look, this life is brief. And wisdom is found in understanding that this life is brief. So how do we make these decisions today? We make them understanding that the enemy wants to steal it from you. He wants to kill you, take your life. Jesus wants to give you life. That's the difference. Now here's the thing. And he wants you 
to use that life that he's given to you to share with other people, to extend grace. And sometimes people may not reciprocate that back to us. Sometimes there may not be opportunities that we see that come back. We give it anyway. We love people anyway. You may not see the, the finances come in that you hope might come in, but when you know that you're doing what God has asked you to do, being faithful to that purpose, as the directions and forks in the road come up on the way, along the way, then we make those choices based upon that truth. And we let God handle the outcome. We let him handle the direction. You know, in our own life, that's the thing that we've seen. And a few months, a few years back, beginning to make a decision that, that, that Don and I said, look, God, God is calling us to move deeper into our community, to deeper into our culture, deeper into our schools, with, with no agenda other than to love people. That's what people don't get. Usually we have another agenda. The greatest thing that you can do as an individual, especially as a believer, is to move into people's lives, move into your community, move into the culture, move into the schools without an agenda. In other words, I'm not going into a school, I'm not going into a community to try to bring them back to something that I'm, I'm going because that's what I'm supposed to do. And when you do that, God will be faithful and he will give you a platform. I've seen that happen in my own life. You know, there's a passage in 1 Peter chapter 5 where it says, Humble yourself under God's mighty hand, and he will exalt you in due time. What that means is, look, submit yourself to his purpose. Submit yourself to his truth. Submit him, yourself to his recovery in your life, his, his work in your life, his change in your life. That may be repentance to stop doing one thing and to shift and go to somewhere else. It may mean forgiveness. I don't know what it means for you. It may mean admitting I have a problem. So I'm going to stop and humble myself under God's mighty hand. I'm going to trust the process. Say that with me. Trust the process. As I trust the process, then God will exalt me. I begin to serve in a local school. Begin to sub, begin to work. God began to open a door. When I went into the school, I, I didn't know many people. Many of the kids, I knew some. And as I began to serve in our community, in our school district, there's one specific episode that happened where I was beginning to work and had a chance to work with some students and, and hang out with kids. Just really not exactly knowing what I was doing. I just knew that this was what I was supposed to do. I'd given, I was given a direction. I made a choice. Okay, we're going to do this. Don and I talked about it. So every day for about eight, well, actually for a whole semester, I would meet with a group of young men during lunch for two hours a day, and we would have just a time of mentor and, and relationship building. Nothing really, obviously spiritual things guided my decisions that we talked about, but it was about life. It was about principles. It was about things that mattered most. As we talked about those things, we began to develop these relationships. Over time, I began to keep integrating into the different schools. One specific episode happened. And remember, I said, if you humble yourself under God's mighty hand, he'll exalt you in due time. He'll give you a platform. A fight broke out at the school that I was serving. And, and I went and I began to break up the fight and I got involved. And when I did, I, uh, me and one of the young men fell to the ground and I busted my elbow up. And we were going to get stitches. And you know with social media the way that it is today, I was in the nurse's office and I was going to see if I needed stitches. And as I was sitting there and she looked at my arm, she said, you're going to need stitches. My phone went off and I had a text message from my daughter. And, and the text message said, Dad, are you okay? I was like, what are you talking about? And she texted me back and she said, I saw the video because, you know, when something happens nowadays, whether it's in a school or in a community or at any event, everyone has a cell phone and they're taking video of that moment. 
apparently the video had been taken of me breaking up the fight and me falling to the ground and word had gotten out that I had busted my arm just in the, in, the, in the tumble where we slipped and fell. And I said, yeah, I'm fine. A few minutes later, well, a few minutes went by and my, a buddy of mine in Dallas texted me and said, dude, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm okay. I said, why? He said, I saw the video. I went and got stitches, came back to the school. As I walked into the campus of the school, I had all these kids come, hey, Mr. Girl, are you okay? Can, can we see? Even the, the young men that were in the fight, we, did, we talked. And everything worked itself out. All that worked itself out. But what I want you to see is that there was a direction that, that I was given, a choice that my wife and I had to make. We made the choice to move into the community. And then there was a little scuffle that broke out and a little accident that took place. God used that accident and, and exalted the moment and developed relationships, connected me with people. You see, that's what I love is how, how that when we face that fork in the road, the choice that we make and the decision that we make, God will use the most unusual things, won't he? to give us an opportunity to do what? To talk about how good he is. To, to build a relationship with someone that needs it. To be a, a friend to someone that doesn't have one. To make the intentional decision that we have been given life, abundant life, and the enemy is trying to steal and kill and destroy all around us, in our own lives, in our families, or in, in our community, and as we face these forks in the road, I'm going to make the choice. And that choice is going to be defined by my faith in what God has called me to do. And I'm going to trust him to give me the outcome. He'll take care of the conclusion. In fact, Will and I were just talking earlier. And, I, and as I've said over and over again, I love what's happening here at, at True Texas Radio. I love the faith that's behind it. I love the belief of doing what you were, what you were purposed to do and following that dream. When you face that fork in the road to make that choice that he, is, he and his wife have done. And then God handles the outcome. And we were sharing earlier about how God is blessed and outcomes in his own life and his family. And that's what we take with us. You see, that's the whole idea of our life. And Jesus said, look, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. What God is doing is showing us, look, I've got a process for your life. And that process will guide you to my purpose. If you'll just trust me, if you'll just trust me, if you'll just deal with what's in front of you, if you'll just face the things that need to be faced in this brief time that we have on this earth, and you'll understand that it's through these moments that I'm teaching, I'm showing you, growing you. There's a word called sanctification. And that word is all about all about this idea of how we are changed. And, and, and the verse is, there's a verse in 1 Corinthians 6, 11. Paul says, and that's what some of you were. You know what he says? Some of you were lost. You were hopeless. You were caught in sin. You were caught in rebellion. You were caught in bitterness and unforgiveness. And all these issues, sexual sins, and, and all these different things that you faced. That's what you used to be. But you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And by the Spirit of our Lord. You've been set apart. When, when you know God and you recognize that I need God through relationship with Jesus, you, you've been set apart. And so, as you face these directions in your life and you make these choices, you make them based upon the idea God is working. And you've got the outcome. Lord, you're going to take care of it. So everything that we face, forks in the road, will lead us to a, there's a direction. We're going to make a choice. And that's going to lead to an outcome. The only question that you and I have, 
is who's leading those choices? What's defining our choices? God's trying to work in your life. He's trying to form you into what he wants you to become. He, he wants you to face the, the darkness of your life. He wants you to deal with the secret issues that you struggle with. And as you deal with those, you understand that he's going to exalt you, that you would step in obedience. And when you do, just like I experienced in the school, just do a, an accidental moment. God gave me opportunity to, to, to love more people, to be engaged with more people. He'll do the same thing in your life. That's what he wants to do. So what do I do, Stephen? Well, Romans 10, 9, 10 says this. If you will openly declare that Jesus is Lord and you'll believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you're made right with God and it is by openly declaring your faith that you're saved. That verse is, is where I guess the relationship begins, but that verse continues on and on and on in our lives. We are always openly declaring, Jesus, you're Lord. I need your help. When John 10, 10 said, there's a thief that wants to steal, kill, and destroy. I don't want, I don't want my life to be stolen. I don't want to lose my life. I want to find life. And that's where Jesus says, well, I'm here to give it to you. It's just a simple decision. I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. But the reality of it is, is that you and I have the opportunity. Why? Because God is faithful. You know, there's a song that, that talks about this. And I want to just play just a little bit of it for you. Because I know we're, we're running short on time. But it, but it simply says, look, I am holding on to you. I want you to listen to the words of the song. It's by Crowder, David Crowder. And this is one of my favorite songs. And it kind of capsules what we've talked about. So listen to this real quick. There's no space that his love can't reach. There's no place where we can't find peace. There's no end to amazing grace. Take me with your arms spread wide Take me in like an orphan child Never let go, never leave my side I love this song. I love this song. 
because this is the idea of who am I holding on to? What is most important in my life? What do I center on? There's nowhere I can hide. There's nothing I can do. There's nothing that can change how much God loves me. Nothing. I just have to accept that love. And that is what defines us. That's what leads us. When we face these forks in the road, these directional choices, and with the choice we make, if, if I hold on to Him in the middle of it all, you know what? I'm going to make it. That's what I want to encourage you with today, is that you would realize and, and realize, understand, that He is faithful. He's faithful. He just wants you to hold on to Him in the midst of all of it. The storm, the struggles, He'll take care of it trust him and today as we close i just want to encourage you with that truth let me pray for you today as we close father god i just want to thank you for every one of these people that are listening today lord i it's such an honor to think about the idea that right now at this moment someone is listening on this radio station and lord i don't know what they're going through i don't know what they're facing i don't know what they're battling lord maybe they're sitting there today and they're just riddled with guilt over choices and decisions that they've made. God, maybe they're facing a crisis they don't know what to do about, directional choices that they don't know where to go. Lord, I pray today that you would guide them. I pray you'd lead them. I pray you'd show them. Lord, I pray that you'd let them realize that, Father, there is an enemy, and his purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. But, God, your purpose is to give life, to give it abundantly, to give direction. Lord, that life is brief. This train is not going to stop. And as we move forward in life, that we would know and recognize that wisdom is found in understanding that truth, to know that you are, you are God of the details and that you're working in our life to form us, to shape us into your image and to guide us to where you want us to be. Lord, I pray that everyone listening today would make that decision to openly confess, Lord, I believe. I believe in you. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you rose again. I put my faith in you. And Lord, like my mentor used to tell me, Stephen, believe that I believe it. Lord, I pray today that these people would realize that God is just an individual choice that they can make and they see in other people's lives that they can have for themselves. So Lord, I pray your blessing on each person listening today. I pray God that you'd restore relationships. I pray you'd free from guilt and change us from the inside out. And I ask this in your awesome and amazing name. And all God's people said, amen. Hey, listen, I want to encourage you, man. Thank you for joining in. You can share this. And, and I want to remind you that all these episodes are now podcasted on iTunes. If you'll go to iTunes, and you'll search KFNY. KFNY, all the episodes of Dig Deep are now available. So you can go and get those, download them. You can share them with other people. Boy, I would love for you to do that. We tell you more about it. Go and visit our website and check us out. Remember the things I said earlier. Text We Dig It to 22828. We Dig It to 22828. And you can join our mailing list. I'd love to hear from you. Love for you to send me an email. Contact us. So thankful for True Texas Radio and the chance to do this together. And I pray today as you walk into this day that you'll realize that the power of fellowship and community is so important and the directions you face require choices that will lead to outcomes. And I pray that God will lead everyone that you make. Hey, we love you today. Praying for you. Be blessed. Have a great day. We'll see you next week.